This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What up, Taylor Nation, and welcome to episode 191 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name is Adam. My name's Diane. And Steve. Hi, Steve. Steve. Hi. It's great to be back in the studio with you guys. I know. It feels like, feels like we haven't done this for a while, but it's good to be back in the swing of things. It's been a it, it's been a quick minute since we've been on the mic together. Quick minute. Yep, yep. So in the news, guys, Taylor has been super busy with the 1989 tour. This past week, she performed five sold out shows in Los Angeles at the Staples Center and another sold out show in San Diego. In L.A., she brought out so many guests that I hope I remember them all here. I'm going to do my best. I don't think that's all of them. <laughs> well, I There's said I'm so going to do my many. best. Ryan Tedder, John Legend, Kobe Bryant, Uzo Aduba, Sean O'Pree, Matt LeBlanc, Chris Rock, Mary J. Blige, Justin Timberlake, Selena Gomez, and then my favorite guest was when she brought out Lisa Kudrow. Phoebe. Phoebe from Friends, and they sang Smelly Cat together. Which nice. I didn't know that song before before that happened how dare you everyone well, knows that song yeah but i've never watched just for clarification friends. if anybody is on the same page as diane smelly cat is something phoebe's character performs on the show friends in an episode it was very funny it's not a real serious song it's a joke but um actually i i think one of the big moments as well was the fact that as of these five sold out shows taylor has officially set the staples center record for most sold out shows of any entertainer ever at 16 sold out shows And that is, in fact, part of the reason Kobe Bryant of the Los Angeles Lakers came out because he surprised her with a banner that Staples Center hung for her right next to all those Lakers championship banners. So cool. Wow. To commemorate that honor. So that was pretty sweet. Also, VMAs took place tonight. And if you're curious, we are recording on VMA night. You didn't mention who her guests were in San Diego. I didn't? No, you didn't. We just talked about L.A. Steve, did I forget? You didn't forget, you just didn't get to that part yet. (laughs) Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So in San Diego, she brought out Avril Lavigne and Ami. Is that how you say it? I don't know how to say it, but he's the guy that sings Cheerleader. Oh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. Kind of. Something like that. That's how it goes, yeah. It's along those lines. So those were her guests in San Diego. Sorry, San Diego just wasn't as exciting as L.A. and everything that happened. Well, it still is exciting in itself because um, Avril Lavigne came out and they sang Complicated, which was my song when I was like 10 years old. So that was kind of amazing. Oh, how about that? Yeah, yeah, it was. So as I was saying before, Diane rudely interrupted Mm. my news spiel. Uh, The VMAs are taking place tonight, same night as we are recording, which is August 30th. Um, Nicki Minaj opened the VMAs. And she brought out a surprise guest by the name of Taylor Swift, which was... (laughs) (laughs) It's funny how that can work the other way, too. (laughs) Funny how that works. Um, And it's even funnier how it works because if you guys remember several weeks back, there was a perceived Twitter feud online between... Well, I guess it was a realistic feud. They just happened to make up and be friends again. But uh, Nicki Minaj tweeted something about, uh, you know, not being happy that she didn't get a Video of the Year nomination, and Taylor thought it was an attack on her. Taylor responded. It started this little Twitter battle, then a massive Twitter battle between Nicki's fans and Taylor's fans. Um, But truth be told, there is, in fact, no bad blood there. The two of them even made a joke out of it by closing the performance by doing a short portion of Bad Blood together. And then they hugged and all was well in the world. They hugged and smiled and laughed because it was a funny, fun moment. Yeah. 
Um, as far as awards go, Taylor won. Can I get a drum roll, please? Best pop video for Blank Space. Best female video for Blank Space. Best collaboration for Bad Blood. And video of the year. Taylor Swift featuring, featuring Kendrick Lamar for Bad Blood. Congrats, Taylor, on the awards won tonight. Well done. Yay. You made Swifties proud. Of course, as always. <laughs> So, in case you guys couldn't figure it out earlier, we kind of got, well, a totally awesome, amazing, brand new music video to talk about. Yes, we did. The Wildest Dreams music video. Diane's been waiting her whole life for this. Well, not my whole life, just a year. I'm so shocked that this is a single period. You know, we haven't gotten a chance to talk about that, have we? This was a single? Um, We did a Wildest Dreams analysis before it was a single. Yeah, but we didn't know. And I believe know. I was the only one. Steve had the faith. I, I admit that I did <laughs> not have the faith. I, I didn't think it would ever happen. But this is the first time that one of, in my opinion, it, um, you know, I, I always feel like the songs that she picks as singles are more radio friendly, kind of fun, just kind of there and... This is the first time she's picked a song where, for me, it's like my absolute well, favorite. Well, let's on the be album. clear though. I have I don't know if you guys have heard it, but people have been posting online clips of it. There is a slight remix to the radio version of this song. Yeah, but it, it hasn't been changed that much, right? And I, from what I've heard, the samples and things people have put online at its core, it's still the same song. Um, they just make it as I guess to word it like you did, a little more radio friendly. It's not like the dance remix of Wildest Dreams. <laughs> no, not quite like that. Not quite. Steve, have you had? Have you caught it on the radio yet? I, I actually did. I on the way home on uh, Saturday. Oh, cool. I was driving and I was flipping through, and I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" And oh, it was yeah. Like, <laughs> so, can you add it to anything I said? Like, is it? I, you know what? I, I really didn't notice much of a difference. So either I was not paying enough attention to that as i was driving so i was paying more attention to the road which is probably a good thing anyhow yeah it is do you know if the version they played on the radio is that the same one that's playing in in the music video because i couldn't tell if there was a difference or not to me it sounds like the same song that's on the album i'd really have to listen to the album song and the music video side by side to really catch the main differences we'll have to do that one day but let's talk about the video itself, which of course just debuted tonight during the pre-show for the MTV Video Music Awards, an appropriate place for a music video to debut, yeah. I might add. Um, just speaking sort of generally, what's the story of the video? Can someone just describe that? Well, yes, I can. So we decided <laughs> that um, it takes place in 1950, because that's what it says on the little um what do you call those things? The little, like, the um, action. Where they're like, action. Yeah. Um, Clapperboard. Like, Clapperboards, yes. That's what it said on the clapperboard. Specifically, it's August 2nd, 1950. August 2nd, 1950, which I wonder, maybe that could be when they filmed it um, in it was 2015, but who knows? Roughly. Um, so, anyway, it takes place on a movie set in Africa, and there's the actress and the actor who we think they're in love and they're also playing characters who are in love but then at the end we find out that it was just pretend and it was a very one-sided 
romance, Fantasy. yeah, from the part of the girl and this guy he actually is married or has a girlfriend or whatever, and you know she's heartbroken that it was all just pretend. The right. End. The end. <laughs> the end. Um, something I thought was really unique about this, and you know, I I should add here that it was directed by Joseph Kahn, who also did Blank Space and Someone Fill Me In. What's the other one? Bad Blood. Bad Blood. Yes. Yes. Um. His videos seem to be something I well, I guess something I want to point out about him that I think is really cool is he doesn't do music videos per se. He does short films. Yeah, it's not like um, there are any sort of performance shots or anything like dancing really. or band shots. Yeah, it's, or... it's very worked into the story of the film or the music video. It has a genuine plot. And I mean, I'm not super familiar with Joseph Kahn's work outside of his Taylor videos but I do know because for those who don't know this is going to be a secret confession right now but I kind of love the Power Rangers (laughs) (laughs) and Joseph Kahn actually several months ago um, within the last year but several months ago I can't remember exactly when did a 15 minute short film of the Power Rangers set in this very futuristic, like the Power Rangers are all adults and it's very futuristic and gory and bloody and action filled. Um, But he does a lot of like narrative type stuff. And that's what he seems to have adopted into his music videos that he's done for Taylor is that sort of storyline. They, it's not a traditional music video like that you would think music video. Right. And I actually like this better because I just think it's more um, entertaining to watch. Like, for me, it's really hard to watch someone sing on a mic and just, like, have nothing going on. But if there's a, you know, like, a plot with it, I think it's much more engaging. Well, it's far more engaging because it is, in fact, a short film. I mean, why would you just watch someone sing a song when you could just listen to them? People do it. I don't know. I guess. So let, let's get down to the details of the video. Why Africa? What are the scener- What are the sceneries doing? What? Why? The big why? This is a kind of a tough question. I'm the one that thought of it. <laughs> it is an interesting question, but I, I kind of, I, I mean, I have a prepared answer. Oh, a prepared answer. Go oh. ahead. A prepare, I had a prepared answer. Go ahead, um, Adam. Let's since Diane it. did, in fact, come up with this question for our discussion, I figured I would have an answer for it, right? So if you're looking at kind of the theme of the song, this is where it gets kind of interesting because I always thought that this song was sort of um, a realistic portrayal. It's sort of the height of a relationship. But the way this video kind of makes it out to be is that life is like a movie. It's make-believe. It's sort of a fantasy. And I think that it sort of matches the story and theme of the song because it really places emphasis on the difference between fantasy and real life. They're on a movie set in the safari. They're not in the real world. They're in a make-believe world. Yes. So the reason that they had it take place in Africa was because it was something that was so far beyond the um, everyday mundane part of the world that we live in. You know, it's like this safari grassland area with all these animals it's so different than what the characters were used to right yeah it's out of their typical scenery it's Mm -hmm. you know it's taking you through a fantasy both in your mind and in sort of the reality of the video because they're in that sort of area i guess and i mean beyond that i think there's a variety of reasons i would imagine they sort of you know and i can't speak for them because I don't know how their thought process works, but if they're trying to come up with some sort of fantasy 
You know, there's a million different places they could have gone. When the style video came out, we had a fairly lengthy discussion about how the style music video could have fit Wildest Dreams very well. And somebody online actually came up with a mashup. They did set Wildest Dreams to the style video and it worked really well. Um, So they had to vary from that, from what she already did. And I think in this case, it could have also been timely because, you know, at the end, they mentioned that they're donating, um, you know, the proceeds from the video to the African part. Taylor's proceeds. Oh, Taylor's So whatever Taylor makes, she is going to donate to um, wild animal conservation um, efforts through the Animal Parks Foundation of America. Okay, well, the point I'm getting at is I feel like it could have been timely based on what was currently going on the news, which was, what was the lion's name? I think Cecil. Cecil the lion in Africa that was hunted by an American dentist. And it's a really sad and tragic story. And a lot of people are sort of in this uproar over it um, about hunting laws and things like that. Uh, so it could have just been kind of timely because we got to protect our animals. But then on a deeper level, I think what they may have done is use the animals to express certain emotions in the song. Like, for yeah. example, um, you've got a part where there's a cheetah running a sprint through an open field. And it's at a point in the song that's very, like, exciting. And Yeah, and then there's another shot of a lion roaring and that could be you know for passion or whatever some well i think the lion was cecil or i mean it was meant to be well we don't know when this was filmed in relation to when uh i would imagine it was roughly august 2nd maybe (laughs) just because that's the number on on the clapperboard i don't know um that could have been a made-up date though but well uh, part of my question on all this though so taylor's character Yes. Who, I think, is my question. Who who is she portraying? Do you mean, is, like, some sort of old movie star? Yes. Do you have an answer to this question? I have an answer. (laughs) I did not prepare it. Who? No, actually, I did prepare it, because as soon as I saw the beginning of the video, I was like, I know exactly who this is. Who is it? It's Ava Gardner. Can we look at a picture real fast? Yeah, explain. Okay. So, anyways, the only thing I can tell you is in 1953, she did a video uh, with the. It was a safari thing in Africa, and um, her co-star was Clark Gable, and his character was a big game hunter. So I think a lot of that ties into this. But Um, what would be the purpose of that? I mean, it could just to not really parody it, but like. Pay well, back homage. in September, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was uh, Taylor coming off an airplane in London, mm-hmm. and she had a book in her hand, and the Swifty community went crazy trying to figure out what was on the cover of this book. What was it? It was uh, The Secret Conversations by Ava Gardner. Mm, so, so she read this book just it. here in September, and I think I, I don't think the actual song, because if you think of the timeline of things... September 2014, so almost a year ago, she was reading that book. So I don't think that may have been totally the tie-in, but I think when they were coming up with ideas for the music video, trying to portray that movie set theme, you know, because they have romantic relationships on camera, and then afterwards they have to go back to their real lives. And I think when they saw that tie-in, kind of how Adam mentioned it there, 
she knew that Ava Gardner who is who she wanted to portray. That's why Taylor had the the, the dark, dark hair. hair. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. I love it. So more yeah. of an inspired by rather than replicating those. What you're getting at, Steve? Right, right because I think uh, everything's just li- little bits and pieces are taken. You know, maybe from that movie. Um, also, the the biplane and the uh, the love interest in there is actually more towards another one of Ava Gardner's uh, love interests for a while, and that was Howard Hughes, who was really big into yeah. aviation yeah. and everything like that. And it's all. She was dating him in the late 40s to the early 1950s, so it could easily be Howard Hughes there right. as the male character. Howard Hughes has a street in Las Vegas named after him. Well, he he, uh, <laughs> he bought the <laughs> Landmark Hotel. Um, he, he actually owned a couple of casinos and after a while just became reclusive from the world. I mean, he was a, a huge movie star. Did you guys Wait, see was the, he in, he wasn't the Aviator? He was a movie star. I thought he directed Did you see The movie? Aviator I with... I, okay. I did see it with Leo. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. If, wait, was he an actor? I thought he just was a director, yeah. movie producer. No, he was a he was a director. He was an actor. He was um, a pioneer in the aviation field. I mean, he's a very interesting guy. And he also so. had um, um, OCD too. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Well, here's the here's the question then. Since Steve kind of hit on where, um, I guess we pretty much all agree the inspiration came from. How is that inspiration and how is that whole 50s vibe and everything related to the song? I think it just goes along more with the whole, I guess, fantastical dream part of the song because you want to make this romance or, I guess, pretend romance seem almost too good to be true. And I guess maybe just the set of old hollywood kind of helped that idea of it being too good to be true well i guess i think there's also leading off of that i think there's also a very like romantic feeling to that old school hollywood yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely um and this is definitely a romantic song so um i think the time frame taylor and uh you know joseph pick for this was just spot on that was an excellent choice just with the the outfits and the feeling Mm -hmm. and everything else like that golden age of hollywood time just wow yeah it made yeah it made sense it was a very romantic time period um diane i think you mentioned at one point maybe it was during our wildest dreams analysis of the song itself that was this the one that you felt was like taylor's most like sexually charged song Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so, okay, go, going off of that, um, going off this of that, this is her most sexually charged video too. That's what I was gonna ask. Do you think? Do you think it is? There was a scene in there that got fairly risque with the male character I mean, undressing her. It really wasn't that bad because I mean, no, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a pornographic film. Are, but we're I, throwing I just, out words now that have never been said on Taylor Talk before. Well, <laughs> hold up, hold up, though. If Taylor's gonna put a scene in her video where she has a male character undressing her, it, it is something that is fair game to address in our analysis of I that video. I would say that things were implied, but it was not suggested as heavily as it could have been or has been in other people's music videos. It was still pretty clean. Um, but that also could be because that scene may have been for a scene in their make believe movie. movie. Yeah, in their make believe movie. And when you film a movie, you don't. That doesn't actually happen. So 
that could have just been a shot for their film, which I think those what it was intended for. So, okay. So now we have a story where we have a film within a film, right? We have the female character who is arguably in love with the male character. Oh, and she is. Okay, mm-hmm. she she's in love with the male character. Male character at the end, it's revealed he has a, another lady back home. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone he's in a relationship with. So for him, it was all just acting. Hence the wildest dreams thing. The whole thing was a dream sequence. I'm trying to remember where I was going with this question while I ramble. I think I know your question, um, or the, this was my question actually. How does the male character f- feel about her, and where is the line drawn between what clips from? from their time in um, Africa were part of the movie and what clips were actually just of them hanging out. Um, I think there was one scene where like Taylor's character like shoved him and got mad and then he like kicked something and I was confused like are they having a like fight or like off That looked like an off-screen yeah, fight. Yeah, looked like an off-screen yeah. fight. Because he because he, he did the motion like she's she was crazy. crazy, yeah. Yeah. So I was just sort of wondering, like, wh- where does that scene play into it? Like, wh- I didn't, I don't know. Thoughts, I don't opinions? know. I feel like we need to watch this video about a hundred more times before we actually understand, truly understand the depth <laughs> of it. <laughs> that, that and I think we have a lot of, like, golden age of Hollywood movie watching and book reading to catch up right. on to, to, to get the whole picture. Right, because that scene where they fought didn't, seem like it fit for me i mean maybe that was just to show that this um actress was frustrated with him because things weren't turning out the way she wanted to i get the impression for the male character it was all purely acting and the female character fell in love with who she thought the male character was yeah I think the female character fell in love with more with the, or fell in love more with the fantasy right. of the male character than the actual male character Which himself. would explain why in the video we are confused when things are actually part of their film and when things are actually part of their real life because she was confused. I think that's accurate. I think that yeah. was deliberate. There's very blurred lines between fantasy and reality and I think that's a huge part of this song. Yeah. Steve yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, there, there's scenes like the, where they're flying in the airplane and that kind of stuff that's like, is that just them flying in the airplane? Right. Or is this part of the scene? Or what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And Diane, that wasn't actually the question I was thinking that I lost track of. Oh, I just really like that question, so I just threw it in. <laughs> I'm trying... Especially, especially later into the, the music video, the clips seem to get like shorter and shorter, too, yeah, if you notice that. Faster. Like, at first, it kind of drags along doing kind of movie set scenes and now all of a sudden it's like oh they're here they're doing this they're doing this and it's like is this is this a movie is this yeah and then i thought it was there's that scene where taylor was like sitting next to the lion although i mean i'm sure she wasn't actually next to the lion that must have been some sort of green screen action i guess it just looked fake to me well <laughs> steve hang on going off what steve said though what do you think adjusting the tempo does for sort of the tone and the feel like just how the video feels um it almost makes it panicked to me in a way Mm -hmm. like i mean that's possible that could be a representation of how the female character felt at the um end of the movie when she was like wait this is all ending well i think you're right that these flashes are wait did did you use the word frantic or did i make that up maybe 
Panicked. 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 <laughs> that was what you said. But I think the panic, frantic feel is right because I think that's what, as the fantasy is starting to slip away and she's starting to enter in reality and she's trying to like cling on to those feelings and those happy emotions and, and the whole fantasy and mm-hmm. the happy relationship and we're making out and we're doing nasty things. And, <laughs> um, hey, don't look at, just, don't laugh at me like they did laughing. that in the video. That I know. happened. That actually <laughs> happened. So, um, and it is on film to prove it and it's on YouTube. And I mean, <laughs> within like five minutes of the video coming out, it was over a hundred thousand views already. It was just, um, so plenty of people have seen it. It's visual proof. Um, so I, that's what I think. And I think that's a great observation, Steve, the fact that it did sort of tighten up a little bit because it does a lot to the sort of feeling behind the video. It's sort of like a subconscious type deal. Like you're not seeing it necessarily. It's not being spelled mm-hmm. out for you or told to you, but you're still feeling it right. anyway on a, like a subconscious level. Like, oh my God, it's getting faster. It's getting faster. What's happening? It's going away. Where are these nice scenes go? Now they're fighting. What are they doing? Wait a second. We're in reality now. Yeah. It's like, right. boom. Um, and, and right before it gets to reality there, there's also you know, the lightning crashes mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff going on there. Like the weather's changing, everything like that. Yeah, so. it's like everything sort of like, you know, crumbles away. And and then the thing that um I think too is kind of neat at the end is when they show them on the film set, they're not, they're not, they're not on l- location. They're in a film studio with this cheap like painted um thing, behind them and it just i don't know like it just suddenly got so fake all of a sudden well i think again Mm -hmm. that's to emphasize the presence of fantasy in her mind because it just sort of screams like hey everything that just happened is in her crazy little mind not it was all just pretend yeah exactly it was it was all just pretend um so I, i that is a really cool way to sort of bring it back yeah bring it back to reality bring you back down um yeah yeah i don't know can we talk about the lion now can we talk about the lion well you know that (laughs) in in the in the jungle the mighty jungle the the lion lion sleeps tonight the lion was never sleeping (laughs) <laughs> no. I was always wide awake. No, well, but if that's this because it goes too long. I may be so. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say that's because it was a fantasy. In reality, lions sleep twenty hours a day. I know. Twenty I know. out of the twenty-four hours, they're asleep. I know. Must preserve energy for hunting. Rawr. Mm-hmm. Ah. I did think that shot was weird when she was next to the lion. There are a couple like odd shots that I didn't. I didn't get. Nothing stood out to me as being weird. I will show you later. Um, so if anyone has a thought about the lion or what's going on with the lion, <laughs> come talk to me. <laughs> but I guess, Steve, going off of that question, then I, I got to ask you because I didn't notice anything. Did anything stand out as being off to you, something that didn't fit? I mean, it, I do have to say, like, the, the scenes with the, the lion and all that were kind of slightly odd. But that's all that stuff near the end where the, the video is starting to speed up and, you know, everything, the relationship... The movie's mm-hmm. over kind of yeah. thing. So I think that's kind of just there for emphasis to, you know, you just see all the, the crazy stuff going on all at the same time. And then all of a sudden you're back to normal speed. You know, something I thought of because I was just browsing through the lyrics and this is going way back in the conversation to why did it take place in Africa? They wanted to get out of the town. Yeah, I, I think that was meant as sort of a, a literal use of, of scenery. Also, they're literally out of this town away from the city away from the crowds 
mm-hmm. or out of the city away from the crowds. Um, so th- that's why I said we have to watch the video several times to really grasp the true depth of it and everything going on because there's it's such so a good much. video. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, well, one of the things I, I really like is the final scene ends. It's interesting because they start to dim the lights where they are and you just see their silhouettes just, you know, the guy walks away from her at that point in time. Yeah. Like, it's just the little things in the video that I think make this one just so enjoyable. Like, I think I'm going to watch it a billion times. Oh, yeah. Did you guys predict how it would end? Because honestly, when it opened up for me, I, I didn't like I, I expected them because Wildish Dreams. I don't know. I expected the two of them. I, I don't know. Until see, it started to get to that frantic rush and sort of fade out of the fantasy. I didn't see it coming at the very beginning. Um, What happens in the song, though, is that their love does not last in the song. So I kind mm-hmm. of was, you know, thinking like, OK, how how is this going to go? You know, I thought. Um, when I was watching it, that he actually liked her too. Um, so the ending was a little bit surprising. I was like, "Oh, he's he's got another lady." Hoops. <laughs> yeah, but but the the way that they located the even if it's just pretend those lyrics right that was, was perfect spot on for the scene at that point. That was the scene when the lights went down and yeah. he left her on the movie set and her hand was just out and there was no one there to grab it. So yeah. dramatic. Yeah, it was perfect. It was a great video. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts on it? Mm. Uh, I know we're missing a lot, but that doesn't mean we can't do a follow-up episode another day. That's possible, too. Oh, Steve, um, yes. I have to tell you something. So this is a very thing for you to notice. <laughs> um, at the very end of the video, when mm-hmm. Taylor's car is um, driving away, Mm-hmm. On one of the light-up signs in the yes. background, 1989. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it there. Yep, I, I was, was trying cool. to read the other ones to see because I thought I, – I watched it a couple times. I kept slowing it down because right. I was looking for specific things. I'm like, I bet you there's some other ones in here. But I couldn't find too much more besides the 1989. I mean, there was that one that said sure, and I was just wondering if maybe that meant like – shore as in the other spelling of shore and not maybe just the like the ocean shore kind of thing but Uh, i'm not sure i think it's gonna be we're gonna have to watch a couple more times to get some good ideas but mm -hmm. you know it's neat to see the hollywood sign in the background and everything else like that because this is this is a very cool time i think the time frame steve we hit on yeah we definitely hit on earlier for sure about how it's Mm -hmm. just a very fitting it just the emote I don't know how to describe it. The it's, emotion of the song matches up with just everything aligns perfectly. It is mm-hmm. very the hard time to period, describe, the emotion, yeah, and then also the scenery. I mean, at first when we saw the teasers, I was like, "Animals." Yeah, I was like, "Really, they're gonna make this on a safari house?" But then when I watched it, it was perfect. Oh, I would not oh, change. Oh, anything. oh, I have something else that I I, I saw that I Go, didn't want to tell what? you guys. Okay, so right outside the movie theater, like on the marquee itself. Uh huh. Here's a question. What's the name of Taylor Swift's grandma? It is um, Marjorie Finley. And one of the names on there says Marjorie Finn. Really? Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was the name of her character in the 
in the in the music video like if that's the actress she was playing well, her grandma was an opera singer, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But her grandma had the dark hair, though, didn't she? Maybe. Yeah, but I think it's just a shout-out to the grandma, no yeah. matter what. I still think Ava Gardner is who Taylor's character is built to be, 100%. Is she dressed up like Ava Gardner? Like, at the yeah. makeup Oh, and absolutely. Okay. I mean, if you take a... T- yeah. Because um, I remember when she tweeted the teaser picture, when was that? Friday, um... But it was a picture of Taylor and Scott Eastwood. Um, Adam was like, that's not Taylor. That's somebody else. Oh. And we it had this whole like conversation. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, it does she's not just in costume. Like that's Taylor. That's Taylor. So it's just funny. No, that, that picture is not Taylor. In the video, it's Taylor. There's a difference. <laughs> oh, she had a body that double? Was, that was her stunt double in there. <laughs> no, she, that, was the, that was the one actually sitting by the lion while it was roaring. Because <laughs> Taylor, Taylor's not a fan of being eaten by lions. image? Okay. Yes, precisely. Right. Makes sense. Exactly. So, like we mentioned earlier, all of Taylor's proceeds from the video are going to be donated to wild animal conservation efforts through the African Parks Foundation of America. So, I would suggest watching it on repeat over um, and over. And that would also probably mean buying it from iTunes, buying the actual video. Yes. So, iTunes, um, definitely purchase the video on iTunes if you have it in your heart, or just donate straight to the wild animal conservation efforts. It would probably efforts. be easiest. That <laughs> would be easiest. Well, you know that depends. Going. That depends if you have money to donate. If you watch the video, then you're donate or then the ad revenue. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. You're using someone else's money to donate. It makes it even better. It's always fun you to know, use. Someone do you know what's another kind of neat idea? What is the song "Wildest Dreams"? Is going to help wild animals? Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of neat because their the wild wildest wild. dreams is to be able to continue to roam free and be yeah. taken care of and everything else like that. That's beautiful, Steve. Wow, Steve, you're so clever. Mm, sometimes, never would have thought about that. Um, also, I guess one last thing before you get going is, uh, or moving on rather, is if you're curious to listen to our full analysis of Wildest Dreams, the song itself. Um, episode 177 and 178, that was actually a two-part discussion because, well, for reasons, reasons, for reasons we don't mention. For reasons. (laughs) We love the song, that's why. We love the song so much we wanted to make two episodes out of it, but those are episode 177 and 178. You can listen to either of those by going to taylortalk.org slash episode 177 or slash episode 178. Episode 178, part two. Also has a very special exclusive interview we did with Kelsey Ballerini, uh, which is really, really neat. Talking a little bit about Taylor as her inspiration and uh, some of her own music and things of that sort, which that was really cool. So if you're curious and haven't gotten a chance to listen to those yet, definitely check those out. We will, of course, link them in the show notes at taylortalk.org slash episode 191. We will. So, Steve, if you had to rank this music video on a scale of 1 to 13, or 1 is absolutely atrocious and disgusting and 13 is off the charts amazing, where would you place this video? How about 10 plus pi, which would get you close to 13? That would be over 13. Just a little bit. 10 plus pi. Wow, I haven't heard that in a while. (laughs) That's actually a shout out to Lou. Oh, okay. (laughs) Hi, Lou. (laughs) Um, is it my turn? 
It is always your turn, Diane. Oh, I like to hear those words. Um, I'm going to say this is hands down, arguably Taylor's best video ever. 13 out of 13. Ooh. I also give it a 13 wow. out of 13, but it has to tie because... Like, I cannot get over that blank space video. That's the only one where I would say is close, possibly tied, yeah. I wouldn't say this is absolutely her best video ever when you have blank space in the running. Well, it's hard because I love the song so much, so that just adds 10 million points right Right, I think that might just push it over the top. But if anything, I think Taylor has found her ideal director. She shouldn't work with anyone else. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, for this album... And to capture this album, because I think she's worked with great directors in the past. But everything he's done for her has been so good. Like just like, like, like hit out ahead. of the park. Yeah, home hit run. out of the park. Worlds ahead of any of her other music videos. Depends on what you're trying to capture, though. You're trying to capture beauty and perfection and a good story. Because his for a good his song? is very very artistic and very like short film. But that's right. good. It I is like good, it makes but that's them memorable. I guess, but I mean, th- I think there are other memorable music videos. Like what? Ours. <laughs> yes, that was good. Ours is good, and if I Declan memory White serves Bloom. me correct, yes, Declan White Bloom did that video. He did a few of them. He also did "We Are Never Getting Back Together" and "Mean." Mean. There's another one. I think Declan is a pretty good yeah. director for her. Also, there's something different though. Like his videos with her were almost more lighthearted where these just they feel epic there's yeah. just like but like, the like songs are different yeah the songs true. Declan did were more lighthearted and I think the one he did for mean was genius it was cute yeah I think I, I think it's beyond cute I think it was really well done okay <laughs> mm-hmm. so um funny that the VMAs were tonight because uh, I would feel like this would be up for an award were Next it uh, out a little sooner. Mm-hmm. Well, she won an award for Blank Space and Bad Blood, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awards. Plenty yes. of awards for Taylor. Taylor has no shortage of awards. Uh, so that just about wraps it up for our Wildest Dreams music video discussion for this evening. Again, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, taylortalk.org slash episode 191. We'll have links there to our Wildest Dreams analysis. Before we get rolling, Diane, can you please tell us what is coming up on Taylor's calendar in the yes. near future? So on September 4th, the, the 1989 World Tour goes to Salt Lake City, Utah. On September 5th and 6th, it will be in Denver, Colorado. On September 9th, it will be in Houston, Texas. And then on September 11th and 12th, it will be in St. Paul, Minnesota. Alrighty. Thank you, guys. If you are going to any of those show dates, have an absolute blast. The concert's awesome. You're really going to enjoy yourself. Uh, some quick shout-outs that I owe people. I don't, I'm sorry if I don't say this name correctly, but Amulia from India gave us a five-star rating woo-woo, in the iTunes Thank store in you. India. Um, and then also Nicholas, a.k.a. Apple Lava, and Chloe the Swifty both gave us five-star reviews right here in the U.S. iTunes store. Uh, Nicholas said, this is an amazingly funny, interesting, and informative podcast about Taylor Swift's latest music and news. The song analyses are, are very deep and give me a new idea New about, ideas, new about, ideas the about the songs. Also, this is the first podcast I listened to, so thank oh, you. That's so nice. Thanks for listening. And Chloe the Swifty says, best Taylor Swift podcast ever. 
I love all the info I get on Taylor. I love the song analyses too. Taylor Talk is so amazing. I listen every week. Thank you so much, Chloe Nicholas and did, Amelia. Did you notice that um, they gave us 13 thumbs up? Oh, oh Chloe, you you're the counted. coolest. Chloe gave us 13 thumbs so up. Thoughtful. Thank you, Chloe. So um, we do appreciate all the feedback we get through those reviews. Anything to help us make the show better for you guys is really, truly appreciated. So if you have it in your heart to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you'd like to see on the show, what you'd like to see more of on the show, whatever the case may be. A quick link to get there, taylortalk.org slash iTunes. That'll take you straight to our page where you can leave a review. Again, if you are from out of the U.S., um, we can't see your review. So email in to podcast at taylortalk.org if you want a shout out in exchange for your review. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, I have a very strong feeling we'll be talking more about this video when we find out more when we're like oh my gosh i didn't notice this and i wish i said it during the first discussion <laughs> yes we will um, we will because obviously it did come out just tonight and um we might have more to say later so hope you guys all loved it, it talk to you all on the next episode for episode 191 of taylor talk the taylor swift podcast this has been adam diane and steve saying have a great couple weeks guys we'll see you all next time for episode 192 bye-bye bye take care This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.